Welcome to the Ancient World Podcast. So we're going to continue today with the second of the three examinations that Dante has in uh, the fixed stars. It's the sphere of the cherubims. The cherubims are, are symbolic, the angelical beings for for divine knowledge. So this, we have so much deep learning here. And in the last canto, we had St. Peter and about faith. And in this one, the theological virtue is hope. And overall about this canto, it's uh, a shorter one. It's it's very focused on this one topic of hope. And you will also see Dante talks about his own personal hope for returning to Florence one day, which is a part of the opening. So it starts with this. If ever it happened that this sacred poem to which both heaven and earth have set their hand and made me lean from laboring so long wins over those cruel hearts that exile me from my sweet fold where I grew up a lamb foe to the wolves that war upon it now. With a changed voice and with another fleece I shall return, a poet, and at my own baptismal font assume the laurel wreath. For it was there I entered in the faith that counts God's souls for him, the faith for which Peter just turned himself into my crown. So this is the, the prologue or the opening of this canto, 25. And many things packed into this. So he's, Dante is referring to his own own uh, work here, the comedy with the, the sacred poem, to which both heaven and earth have set their hand. So he talks about now both the journey through Inferno and Purgatory and the paradise, or also symbolically that is both um, the intellectual earthly life and the spiritual life of the heavens. Both of these worlds have influenced his sacred poem. Laboring for so long is, at this point, he has probably been writing for 12, 13 years. At least 10 years. And then he goes on to talk about the cruel hearts that took Florence and, and, and put him into exile. And he will return a poet. So the baptismal font is the is this baptistry that is still in front of Santa Maria del Fiore in the in the middle of Florence. And then he wants the laurel wreath, which is the the symbol of of uh, victory in the <laughs> as a poet, kind of success and victory. And the last part, the faith for which Peter just turned himself into my crown. So this is this was the ending of the last one where he since he's answering. He has good answers to the questions about faith. And then St. Peter, who is the guardian of the real paradise, like the paradise proper, he the approval is that he's circling Dante three times. So three is the is the, the trinity, like the, the number. And then the circle is eternity. And it's also now he's calling it a crown. So he, he became crowned and could enter into the real paradise, which you can also see as kind of the, the spiritual world or kind of the the spiritual paradise that he he managed to enter into because he had the right answers for St. Peter or just in some sense just showing that he understands the nature of it through defining faith and, and just explaining why he has it and thereby this whole world is, is fully opening for him. 
and then a light began to move toward us. Out of the sphere, which had produced that rare first fruit of Christ's own vicarage on earth. Whereat my lady, radiant with joy, said to me, Look, look there. You see the baron who draws souls to Galicia down on earth. So the person who's coming here, the baron, is Saint James, like the Apostle James. He's the brother of Saint John. And um, he's then the author of uh, one of the letters uh, at the end of the New Testament. As when a dove alights beside its mate and it begins to coo and circle round the other in expression of its love, even so did I behold one glorious and great Lord greet the other as the two sang praises for the feast that heaven serves. So now you have the two, you have St. Peter and you have St. James. Then, once the joyful greetings were exchanged, they stopped and stood in silence, curam me, meaning in front of me. Their brilliance was too powerful for sight. And then my Beatrice, smiling, said, Illustrious life, the one chosen to write of the largesse of our celestial court, which is Beatrice is, is talking to St. James and referring to his, his epistle, his letter, where he talks about the divine magnanimity. Make hope resound throughout this heaven's height. You can, you wear its symbol all those times. Jesus bestowed more light upon his three. So she's now referring to the three of St. Peter, St. James and St. John. So all of these three were present at three important uh, moments in this in the biblical stories from the New Testament, this is the transfiguration of the Christ figure, and the Garden of Gethsemane, and then when you had the, the raising of the daughter of Jarius. So these three are special; they have a special position. Lift up your head and reassure yourself, for all that rises from the mortal world must ripen here, in our own radiance. So one of the lights are not saying this to Dante that you should lift up your head and reassure, <laughs> reassure yourself. So this is because Dante is still in this this uh, gradual growing, and so he can understand more and also absorb more of the divine knowledge, the divine light. So at first here he says it's too bright, so he has to look down. But then one says look up, and then it's a it's, it's a suggestion that he now. He has grown a little bit more and then he can look at them and, and take it in. These words of strength came from the second flame, which is St. James, whereby up to those hills I raised my eyes. The hills now is most likely is thinking of Peter and James, two hills, signifying faith and hope. Which I had been, which had been lowered by excessive brilliance. Since of his grace our emperor has willed that you before your death came face to face with his own counts in his most sacred hall. So this is uh, his grace. Our emperor is is the the divine has willed it so. Dante before he's dead. 
while he's still alive on earth, can come up to the paradise and be face to face with his counts, that is the apostles, in this most secret hall, which is the Empyrean, the final realm beyond time and space. That, having seen the truth of our court here, you in yourself and others, may give strength to hope, which makes men love the good on earth. So now the, the hope theme is taking the center. That through letting Dante arise, rise up to this level, he should then learn about hope and then bring it down again to, to people in the earthly life. And to us that are reading <laughs> the book. Now, so now the examination starts uh, for, like fully. Now tell me, what is hope? How much of it thrives in your mind and where your hope comes from? So spoke the second light a second time. So these are the three questions for Dante. What hope is, how much he has, and where it comes from. And that devout one who on my high flight had guided every feather of my wings anticipated my reply and said, this is Beatrice who steps in because she wants to answer the second question uh, on behalf of Dante. There is no son of the church militant with greater hope than his, as you can read in him whose radiance lights all our hosts. So the church militant is all the Christians uh, who are alive, charge triumphant are the ones who go to heaven. So what Beatrice is then saying is that there are no other one with... with uh, stronger hope than the pilgrim as can be read in the divine mind that they they all are a part of or they have like access to when they are in the heavens and this is why he is allowed to come from Egypt to behold Jerusalem before his fighting days on earth are done meaning Egypt is the earthly life Jerusalem is the paradise the heavens so he's allowed to come up to the heavens it's also symbolic for liberation like the whole Exodus theme out of captivity to, to, to freedom. And Dante is allowed to do this before his fighting days on earth, like just his, uh, his days as a living person are finished. The two remaining questions you have asked, not for your sake, but that he may report to men on earth how much you cherish hope, I leave to him. So Beatrice is now saying that she answered the second question, but the first and the third he can answer for himself. So I leave to him, they are not difficult, nor is self-praise involved. So let him speak, and may he answer with the grace of the divine. As pupil answering his teacher would, ready and willing to display his worth, so well versed in this subject, I said, Hope is sure expectancy of future bliss, to be inherited the holy fruit of God's own grace and man's precedent worth. So he's now defining hope as the sure expectancy of future bliss to be inherited. For many stars, this light comes to my mind. But he who first instilled it in my heart was highest singer 
of the highest Lord. So here he is saying that uh, he got it, like he, the hope was first instilled by David, who wrote the Psalms in the Old Testament. So he's the highest singer of the highest Lord. From many stars are all the different uh, people, all the different writings who have inspired Dante with hope. Let them have hope in thee who know thy name. So sings his sacred song. And who does not know of that name if he has faith like mine? So there's also a thing about the Psalms of, uh, of David that the book of Psalms uh, is also a, a part of the Old Testament which is full of hope. Hope is one of the main themes, like the whole mood and the tone in the Psalms. And then Dante keeps talking. And in your own epistle, this is to St. James, you instilled me with his dew. Till now I overflow and pour again your shower upon others. So this is the, the first little sprinklings of the hope and kind of the, the spiritual hope that is now overflowing in Dante. While I was saying this, within that living uh, bosom of luminance flashed a flame, repeating quick and bright as lightning strikes. It breathed. That love that always burns in me for hope, that followed me even to the palm and the departure from the battlefield. So this is St. James, who, the palm is here. The, the victory of the martyr, in some sense, as St. St. James was executed. And the departure from the battlefield is that, then that he passed away and, and left the earthly life as a battlefield. Moves to me to speak again to you who loves this virtue. Give me joy by telling me, what promise does your hope make to your soul? And I... The Old and the New Testaments define the goal which points me to the promise of those souls that our Lord has made his friends. So this is the, the, the promise of the Old Testament that for some people they will eventually they will learn to understand the divine. And this is the hope of Dante. Which is again back to the overall theme of the whole book and the the purpose of the earthly life in the medieval theology or the cosmology, that the purpose was to understand the divine essence or increase your understanding of the divine essence. Isaiah testifies that every man in his homeland shall wear a double raiment, and his homeland is this sweet life of bliss. So double raiment is the, the unity of the body and the soul. There is also your brother, where he writes about the white robes, he makes manifest this revelation more explicitly. And on the sound of my last word, I heard ring out sperent in te, meaning to believe or to hope in you. The Italian speranza a te, in te, above my head. And all the dancing spheres gave their response. So this is the this is the full approval 
of Dante's answers examination for the hope. Then, one among those lights became so bright that if the crab possessed just one such star, winter would have one month of one long day. So now he's changing the mood and Dante's bringing in science and uh, astronomy again. So what he's saying is that there's another light coming out of the souls. And if that light was in the constellation of the crab, then winter would have one month of one long day, just meaning that the the light that is coming out is like a new sun. So if there was one sun in this constellation, then you would have like our normal sun during the day and during the night there would be the, the, the second sun in this star constellation. So it would be continuously day. And yeah, we're going to know who this, this new this uh, light is in a second. As a young girl rises and in her joy rushes to dance in honor of the bride without a thought of showing off herself, so did I see that brilliant splendor rush to reach the two circles that whirled in dance, whose rhythm was in tune with a great love. So the light is now St. John and he is a symbol of the third theological virtue of love. So when the three are now getting together, You have the faith and the hope and love. It joined them in their dance and in their song. And all the while my lady, like a bride, stood gazing at them, motionless and quiet. This is another big moment in in the canto and in the fixed stars. As Beatrice is often the symbol of theology in itself. So now she is looking at the three the three virtues like she's looking at faith and hope and love and they are dancing and and with the bright lights and she's just motionless looking at them as kind of the one of the, the main things in the whole of the, of the theology and of her world and what she symbolizes she's now just looking at them this is the one who lay upon the breast of our own pelican he is the one who from the cross assumed the great bequest so the pelican is a symbol of, it was thought that the pelican, if they had a dying offspring, the pelican would give blood to, to and feed feed blood to the dying offspring to make it survive. So this is then referring to the, to the Christ figure who then dies for, for humans, gives his blood for humans and the, 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 the spiritual death of humanity. So, and, he who from the cross assumed the great bequest is that Saint John, after the crucifixion, he is the one who gets the assignment to take care of Virgin Mary. So this is the way he, he kind of, we are presented that this is Saint John. These were the words my lady said to me, but no more after than before she spoke did she once take her eyes away from them. There's a kind of a unity here in theology and then the virtues. As one who squints and strains his eyes to see a little of the sun in its eclipse and who, through looking, can no longer look, so did I stare at that last blaze of light until I heard the words. So, Dante is now looking at St. John. The symbolism here is, in some sense, that he is, like the, as a pilgrim and like increasing his knowledge, now he's staring at the, the concept or the, the, the symbol of love in itself. 
So it's just staring at it. Like looking... Uh, <laughs> she's also trying to see this eclipse uh, that he, he wants to know if St. John is also a body in flesh as some people were thinking at the time. So we'll get the answer here. Uh, St. John says to him, Why blind yourself by looking for what has no place up here? Meaning, why are you looking for my, my, uh, my body in the light or through the light? My body is in earth as earth, and there it lies with others, till our numbers is the, is the predetermined total set by the divine. So he says that my body is down on earth, it's not up here, uh, and it will be down there until this number of the, the total amount of, of, uh, of um, souls in paradise has been reached, this number was set by the divine. Two lights and no more were allowed to rise. So this is the only two souls in the paradise that have still the unification of body and soul, which is the Christ figure and Virgin Mary. Explain, so straight to our cloister clad in double robes, meaning body and soul, explain this to your world when you go back. So this is Dante. It's kind of his, he's then shining through again as the writer who just said to people that, let's put this belief that St. John also rose to heaven with a body, put this to rest. There are only two. His voice had stopped the flaming circle stance. And with it stopped the mingling of sweet sound breathed by that triune breath in harmony. So suddenly you have a, a, the whole motion, it's stopping with the, the three virtues. And, and uh, the sound is stopping. As oars, oars driven, driven through water at a pace stops altogether when a whistle blows to signal danger or prevent fatigue. So suddenly there we have this image from being on a lake or like, and rowing the boat and then suddenly it just stops. Ah, the strange feeling running through my mind when I turned to look at Beatrice only to find I could not see and she so close to me and we in paradise. So here Dante has become blind. He can't see Beatrice anymore. And the... There's such profound symbolism here because he's he had a moment where he stares into love. Love is also um, the the highest angelical beings are the seraphims and they are pure love. So love is kind of the strongest energy closest to the divine. And now Dante for a moment was staring into it and now he's gone blind from that. So he can't even see Beatrice anymore. And it's also this little hint towards what's going to happen towards the end when Beatrice has also done her, she has fulfilled her purpose and like theology has fulfilled the purpose in this journey. So this is where it ends in this canto, that he, he's just blind, he can't see Beatrice even if she's so close to him and they are in the paradise. So um, there's a clear little link here to the, to the next Next canto, where we'll get more St. John and, and love as the, the third and the final theological virtue. So, uh, we're going to stop it here. And 
Hope some of this was interesting and some food for thought. And we'll be back soon with the next episode. And thanks for listening and have a great day.